I have created a freebie for you. 41 ways to teach your child entrepreneurial skills in your homeschool to help you take your homeschool to the next level. Link in the show notes. I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics. With purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and today's guest is Hagit Sagal, CEO of Mistake Club. Mistake is a cute little plush doll that isn't very traditional looking and on purpose. Mistake is meant to represent that nothing is perfect and that in this we can find peace within ourselves to be ourselves. At Mistake Club, you can find powerful content for educators and parents. Hagit pours her passion and talent into Mistake Club to inspire children to love and embrace themselves for who they are. Hagit began this journey with Mistake because she felt that there was too much focus on the academic success and not enough to develop confidence and character. When confidence and character are well-developed, then by default, academic and many other successes will follow. In this episode, we talk about how what a child learns in school for eight hours, they can actually learn at home within an hour to an hour and a half a day. Also, how you know your children better than any expert and to take time to observe and listen to your children because their interests form pretty early. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not gonna wanna miss what Hagit has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Hagit, say hello to our listeners and tell us, what is something you think most people don't know about homeschooling? Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very excited to be here. Hello, everyone. So something that I, there are a few things that I think people don't really understand about homeschooling. The first thing is that you don't really need to have an eight-hour curriculum to teach your kids because Most likely, and I've seen this many times, you can teach your kid for about an hour and a half to two hours what other kids learn at school in eight hours. That's the one thing. And another thing that I think is very important to know is that you homeschool your kids, even if you send them to school, because everything you do is a learning experience for them. The way you talk, the way you treat people, you go to a museum, you learn about a new neighbor and their culture. Anything you do with your family is homeschooling. And we all are responsible for, you know, uh, teaching our kids those things. Hagit, that is amazing. You're 100% right. And I love the fact that you brought that out because education happens all the time. I was literally on a hike with my cousin 
And I was talking about that with her. And I was like, it's amazing because I was with her little boys and I taught him about paddle cactus and, you know, all the different things. And he's like, I think three years old right now. And now he was running around Torrey Pine saying paddle cactus, paddle cactus. And he was able to recognize it. And he was very excited about it. And he wanted to learn about more of, of the plants that were out there. So you're absolutely right. We can take every moment and teach children teach our family right on the spot in real time and you're right we are teaching them even if they're in a public school setting so like why be scared let's just go for it right and just teach them full time <laughs> it's just like that's awesome and that gets us into what you do i really love what you do you're taking some pretty tough topics and you're normalizing them and you do it through your company mistake club and you use a doll. So can you talk about this? Because I found it really fascinating and it is something that a lot of kids, teenagers, especially, they kind of go through those, these very critical years where, you know, we really do need to have the hard conversations. We really do need to talk to them about things that we're not comfortable with. And I, I love your approach. So go on, tell us about Mistake and Mistake Club. So uh, I'm very excited to, to share about Mistake Club because to me, I have to say, I feel that this is my, my gift to the world. This is my legacy. The one thing that I want to bring to people. And what we offer with Mistake Club is a lot of fantastic content for parents and educators. And like you mentioned, we don't just choose, we have some fun topics like art, uh, music, and we do add the topic of accepting, you know, imperfections when you create art, when you listen to music and things like that. But what we really do is bring difficult topics and start a conversation. And we have all our content on the website. It's free for all. All you need to do is go to the website, look, click on topics, and you choose the topic that you're interested in. And that could be a period. Now, you don't have to look for a period topic just because your daughter is about to get it or she just did. Maybe you have a little boy who's interested and ha you know he has a big sister who is going through it and you want to talk about it. And we dive into these topics in very much in depth and also we bring different perspectives. So we bring experts from all kinds of fields. For example, we did divorce. And we bought, we uh, interviewed uh, an attorney who has a very, very religious uh, way to look at things, even though, you know, he's, he's, he has the legal and the religious. We had different opinions from different experts across the globe. We interview people from literally every continent. And it's very interesting. And, and the goal is not to give you answers. The goal is to give you different ideas, perspective, to help you open your mind and to have you have those conversations with your family, with your students, with your friends, it doesn't matter. And then kind of bring yourself to where you think you are on this topic. But the idea is really to explore and have an open mind and think about those things. And one more thing, you mentioned mistake the doll. So everything we do is for the kids. 
but we do most of it through the adults. Why? Because you cannot tell a child, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. You should embrace imperfection. And then they go home and their parents say, well, why did you get a B plus and not A plus? You know, it's just not going to work because kids learn mostly from their family. So that's why we want to educate both the parents and the children and mistake the doll is very fuzzy and fun and it's just fun to the touch. And I have uh, a child who has some sensory uh, issues and we found that it's very helpful to have this fuzzy, fluffy doll to hold. It's very comforting in times of need and it looks very funky, but it's also colorful and beautiful. So it kind of, it's the physical manifestation of showing people how you can be awkward with four fingers in one hand and three in the other and legs that are different lengths and still you're so cute and fun and interesting. I love that, you know, because it is rough as you're growing up, especially as you're growing up because you do go through awkward phases. I remember the year that my head went square, like literally my head was completely, it was a block. And I was just so upset. I was, and everyone would call me blockhead. And I'm like, oh my God, why is my head so square? You know, and I was, I think I was like 12 years old, you know, in those moments where your body is just changing, you're, oh, what's happening to me? I was just a kid and I, ah, you know, it's hard to, for parents to like talk about those things or like just even explain or just kind of, how do I help them through this? Like, like you said, menstruation. I remember my mom tried talking with me about menstruation. This is what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. And it was just like, oh, why? you know, and, but it's really all these things are, you know, part of who we are. It is beautiful. And I mean, my goodness, because of menstruation, life is able to happen. Like you're able to breathe. These are really things that they got a weird stigma, but they are absolutely things to be really proud of and to be like, wow, this is my body. This is who I am. I'm a woman and I have this and it's okay. Like this, nothing weird about me. Like all this is great who I am, you know? And I really love what you're doing because like I said, as we're growing up and people make fun of you when you're growing up, especially in those ages. And how awesome is it to be able to have those conversations with your kid and to, you know, help them through it. And I know every time my mom used to talk to me about things, whenever I was, you know, going through something, I just had more confidence after she would really hear me and listen to me and take time to like talk with me about these hard things. So what inspired you to create this and how did you come up with because this is very original I don't think I've ever met <laughs> another person who has and I've interviewed a lot of people <laughs> it's like this is really cool it's very original so what inspired you to create this content so before I'm going to answer that just before that I wanted to mention that you said how we receive this content and we talk to our children and we can help them through it you know, like we have topics like bullying and, and body image that all of us deal with. And the, the big thing about that is that I discovered about myself that as I'm learning these topics and reading and listening to experts, I'm helping myself as much as I'm helping my daughter. And I think that's going to be true for anyone who will use our content. So that's just something that I wanted to add. Amazing. Thank you. What inspired me to do this? So at the time I was a mom and I have to tell you, becoming a mom was for me the hardest thing that I ever had to do in my mm. life. Wow. 
was the first time that I came. First of all, it took me five years to make my daughter, you know, yeah. uh, it didn't come easy. It was a long process. So when she finally was here, I already had in my head the fantasy of the mom that I wanted to be. Wow. And I became a mom at 40. Mm-hmm. So I have seen a lot. I felt like I knew all the answers and I knew mm-hmm. how to do it well. And then my daughter came along and she was as perfect as a baby can be. And still I was struggling so much. Mm. This was the first time in my life that I felt like a complete failure. I felt I'm a perfectionist, a perfectionist and it was so hard for me not to be the perfect mom that I imagined. Wow. What I didn't know at the time, that was five years ago. And what I didn't know back then was that so many other mothers go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. But in my circles, no one ever spoke about them. Wow. And by the time I realized it, I already spent about a year and a half to two years feeling like the biggest failure on the planet, mm. not knowing that other mothers felt the same way. And if we could only talk to each other and be honest and not try to pretend to be, you know, perfect all the time. So to me, that was the biggest trigger to try to create something that is embracing imperfection, Mm, that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to say I'm struggling. And it was so interesting because I started to draw characters and the whole, my whole idea was that these characters would be imperfect. You know, a bunny with that, with one and a half ears instead of two, or I have all these sketches still. And I was working at them, you know, at my leisure. And then I went to this female entrepreneurs event to support a friend who was a speaker. And I met this amazing woman, Myra Zanza, and she showed up. It was a very high techie. It was in Silicon Valley. It was very high techie. And then Myra walked around with this funny looking doll, but it was so adorable. I was so intrigued and curious and I asked her to tell me about it and she told me this is a mistake and I made a mistake for my daughter. She's an artist. She's a perfectionist. She really struggles when her work doesn't look perfect. So I created a mistake for her one time. Myra is also an artist and I left a letter with mistake for my daughter and mistake pretty much is telling her that he could be her best friend and that she needs to learn from her mistakes and not worry about them. And I thought this was amazing. And I asked her, okay, so what's your business? What do you do? And she said, well, I make the dolls and I sell them. And I said, what do you mean? What about everything else? The content, this is a whole, you have a whole world here of content that should go out to the world. And, you know, I was going a hundred miles an hour talking and throwing ideas at her and She looked at me and she said, wow, I never thought about it this way. How about you come and help me do it? (laughs) (laughs) We met a couple of times and I, we started to work on it. And I remember here is this strange woman, stranger woman, not strange at all, but stranger and from a different culture. I'm Israeli living in the U S she's Mexican living in the, in the U S I don't know anything about her. What do I do? Do I join her? Can I trust her? Can I not? And then I was, I remember driving and telling myself, you know what, if I spent now a year of my life doing this and it's Mm. successful and I'm not a part of it anymore, like she kicks me out or whatever, (laughs) it's worth my time. It's, it's worth 
my energy and my time and all the knowledge and all the hard work. And we have been working together for three years. Mm. And Myra just recently uh, left Mistake Club. She's this amazing artist. She does so many things. And she's also a TV producer. Oh, wow. So she's crazy with a million different things. And she came up to me one day and she said, you know, I feel like I created a doll and you created a world. And how about you keep doing what you're doing with it? Keep building the, the content and, and the world you created around mistake. And I have so many other things that I want to do. And I'll always be here, you know, for you, for anything you need. So that's what we're doing. And we still constantly talk all the time. And this is my goal now to just spread the word and to give people this free content that is so wonderful. I'm telling you, I've never been proud of anything I've done in my mm. life, except for my daughter, <laughs> um, more than I have creating this content, because I feel like it can really, really help people. I can tell you that when we created the magazine about divorce, mm. so a few people around us were, were getting divorced. We're both married women. We didn't know anything you know, never came up, wasn't a thing for us. Yeah. But we felt like we wanted to do something for our friends who were going through it. And as I was researching it, never occurred to me all the things that I went through as a child of divorced parents. Mm. So it was such a healing moment for me, realizing that all this content, and I was thinking, what if my parents who did the best they could, what if they knew these things? What if they didn't make the mistakes that scarred me so bad that I wasn't even aware of until I started to learn about it? So really, there is so much value in this. And I really feel that it doesn't matter if you're a religious person or not. I feel like we all should serve. We should serve our community. We should serve something that is bigger than us. And, you know, people give it different names and it doesn't matter. And to me, this is my calling and my this is my service, my service to, to the world. Wow. Powerful, really, really powerful. And I love what you said earlier too. You said mistake. When we make mistakes, we learn from them. It's not that we embrace, yeah, our imperfections because this is what we look like. This is who we are, but then the mistakes we make or the things that we think sometimes they do need correction, but we don't look at it and beat ourselves up and say, oh my gosh, you're the worst. No, it's like, oh, okay. Now I get a chance to do it again and work through this and figure out why this actually, you know, happened. You know, it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of a funny story, but it's also, it was like an, an epiphany moment for my husband and I. So for some reason, every time we were getting ready to leave the house, we always get into a look, a little bit of an argument. <laughs> We're always like, getting all these little tips. And it's like every time we have to go somewhere. So in the car, I was like, I don't like this. What is it? Why do we argue? And we talked about it for a little while. And we were able to really come to an understanding after 12 years of marriage. We were like, oh my gosh, this is why. And, and we forgave each other and we were able to talk it through. And, you know, we were really able to like, we weren't mad at each other, but we were able to resolve it. And, you know, 
and work through it. And it's part of our journey as, as a married couple, like, cause we could have easily, you know, done what we did in the past, blame each other. But this time for the first time, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I just want to figure this out. Like you and I, cause when we got married, that, that was one of the things we're like, this is it. So we're either going to work it out or have a terrible marriage. But so we've always decided we're going to work it out. So, but this is like one little thing that we just, it, it was always something that finally we were just like, the heck is it? And we realized we really worked it through. And, and that was a mistake we've been making for such a long time. And just to be able to work through it was really healing as well. And it comes with not thinking about ourselves, but thinking about the greater good, right? Which is what you're saying. You know, a lot of us when we should serve, right? Like we, that's the whole point really of our, I believe, and you know, I am a Christian. I believe the whole point of us living here is not for us, just for us. I believe the things that we go through, I believe the creativeness that we have, the ideas, every relationship we come into contact with, every person we meet, I legitimately believe that there is not one introduction that we've ever had of a person that wasn't actually meant, I wasn't meant to meet them. Even if it was for five minutes in my life, if I was supposed to see them, like I actually believe like my life is here to serve other people. Yes. Do I take care of myself? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I have fun. I do things, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not like a martyr. That's That's not what we're saying. But when we serve other people, we inadvertently heal ourselves, we begin to really just get a stronger depth of who we are. And we're no longer hyper-focused on ourselves, right? Like we are able to see the world beautifully. We can appreciate other people and our relationships become so rich. Oh, they become so rich. And the love we have in our heart becomes such real love. So I agree, like we are here to serve others. In in my religion, that's what Jesus said. He goes, I did not come here. You know, I came here to serve. I came here to be a servant to others. That's why yes. I came here, not to be served, but to serve. And it, it's a very powerful thing you said, because that, that's so dear and near to my heart. I know you have testimonies and I would love for you to share with our listeners, some things that moms have told you about after, you know, publishing your magazine, like so that we can like really kind of connect also there. So one of the things that we try to do when we create the content is to bring a unique perspective, to bring a huge element of compassion. Even when we talk about bullies, for example, we, they're no good and bad. And you'll see if you if you watch our content, you'll see that some of our of the people we interview really think that that's the way it is. You have the good and the bad. We did leave that content in because we felt that everyone deserves a voice. But the perspective that we try to bring is compassion, because I believe that all people are born good. I believe that we are all good and we are scarred along the way and it has some implications. So. One of the things that we did, we took the topic of sensory issues, both Myra and I, our kids, not major struggles, but they have some sensory issues. So we did a magazine of tactile sensory. It's about those kids that touch everyone and maybe they push all the time and maybe they are perceived to be aggressive and people really don't like that. 
And we try to learn to understand why, the why they do it and how we can help them, not why we need to push them on or how we need to contain them. It's not about that. It's about understanding their inner world and their needs to help them. And we did this. And one of my best friends who read the magazine, she she told me, you changed my life. And I said, why? And she said, I understand my son now. I keep yelling at him, thinking that he's doing things on purpose to annoy me, not realizing that that's not the case at all. There are some things that he just cannot help. And that to me, I told her it was worth the two, three months that I worked on this magazine, just to know that this one mom understands her son better. Or, you know, uh, kids who suffer from bullying or kids who are who stand by when there is bullying and feel guilty about it. We try to understand the deeper things that happen. We had I had multiple friends who lost pets. And one of them shared on social media, what do I do? How do I talk to my three-year-old, to my four-year-old about this? And I was so excited that I could just in one click send him the magazine about how to cope with the loss of a pet and to help his daughter. And you have experts who teach you how to talk to them and what to tell them and how to grieve as a family and validate your emotions and how to support a friend who goes through it. And just being able to help people in my immediate environment that I can see how it helps them. It's to me, it's worth everything. And I hope that there are so many more people who enjoy it that I'm not even aware of. That would be the true blessing in in everything we do. Oh, I believe that, you know, you touched every single thing I've gone through. (laughs) Like I was a bully. I was first bullied and then I was a bully. Right. Yeah. I was severely bullied as a little, little kid. And then I became the bully because I was like, that ain't going to happen to me again. You know what I mean? And then I had to work through that. And then the forgiveness, I had to forgive myself for becoming that. So there's a lot of things I had to work through. And it's so funny you mentioned about pets because I used to have pets, but like, I remember one day someone crying about their dog and I'm like, what the hell about dog you know I had dogs when I was a little kid then one day my husband's mother she she used to ask me to watch her dog so I'd be like sure I'll watch your dog so I would spend some weekends there for a few years I used to watch the dog not realizing I'm building a relationship with the dog I would lay down the floor with the dog we watch tv I would lay on her stomach and you know what I mean like me and the dog just became like we would sleep together on the bed it just became a real normal thing then when the dog died and she called me she's like my dog just died, you know, and I started crying. I'm like, whoa, why the heck am I crying? What? And I'm like, why am I crying? Why am I crying that the dog died? You know, and because I had never really worked it out. So it's like funny you mentioned those those exact things, because those are the things that I've actually had to work through as my as an adult life. Yeah, you don't realize that these things are affecting you. And sometimes we can dismiss things and not realize like, wow, this is not something to be dismissed. You know, it is, you do validate someone's feelings. You, It's another living thing. You know, it's a life. We built relationships with it. So what you're doing is really beautiful. I applaud you because you are tackling some pretty tough topics that some people want to kind of just overlook. And I think it's kind of time that we stop overlooking them, whether or not what we believe in or not doesn't matter right now, because this is the world we're living in. And we need to recognize like, 
this is happening. How do we talk about it with our kids? How do we navigate through them? Because the questions are going to come. <laughs> it's like, you know, we can't avoid it. This is we're in the world. We can't be taken out of it. So really, it's, it's a great thing what you're doing. So as we're wrapping up, what's the call to action? Where can people find your materials and connect with you and your resources? So if you go to our website, it's called makemistakes.club. You will find all the information there. We are also on social media, Facebook, Instagram. The social media has been kind of quiet recently, but the website has all the information. Again, it's all free. And our really, our goal is just for people to, to benefit from this and, um, and help your children and help yourself and just be the best humans we can. Yeah. All of I love it. And so I'll have all of your links in the show notes so people can just go click and go, which is perfect. As we're wrapping up, Hagit, and you're on your way off to another land. I'm so jealous. <laughs> what is one takeaway you want to leave with parents today? The main thing is listen to your children. Children, at least when I was growing up, were treated as to be seen and not to be heard. Our opinions never mattered. Oh, I remember that. And it affects who we are. It affects our self of sense, our confidence, and so many things. And I think that our kids are our teachers. They're here in this world, just as we are here to serve others. They are here on their journey and they have things to teach us. You know, and, and I really think if they are uncomfortable around someone, pay attention, don't dismiss them or they tell you something that you really don't like to hear. My daughter told me this week, mommy, please don't yell at me. When you yell at me, I'm very sad. And, and I really feel bad. And I was taken by because I didn't realize that how. And she said, even if I do things that you don't like, please don't yell. And even if you feel like you should, try to think about it first. And it was so sweet. And I felt so guilty. But Wow. I promised, of course. And I, you know, I said, thank you for telling me. And, you know, then the next day I yelled and she <laughs> said, mommy, you promised. Are you lying to me? And I said, no, I'm not lying, but thank you for reminding me because sometimes I need a reminder. And I feel like that was so empowering to her to know that she's heard and listen, that's how I talk. I yell sometimes and I'm <laughs> sure I'll make this mistake again, yeah. but I'm aware of it now and I'm trying to respect her and to have her be heard. And I think that's the biggest lesson. That's one thing. Another thing is share your mistakes with your kids. Show mm -hmm. them that you're not perfect because by showing them that you are not perfect, you're allowing them to love themselves despite the fact that they're not perfect and none of us is. So I think that those are two things that can really build our children's confidence and character. Wow. Thank you so much, Hayit. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your testimony, your experience, and a little behind the scenes of how Mistake Club got made. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate this conversation and being with you. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time getting to know you and talking to you today. And I admire your work. I think you're doing wonderful service to the world. And uh, truly, thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that.
If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.